If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condo with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, a Mr. A Mr. A Mr. <laughs> a Mr. Ben Arrington. How's it going, man? Are you alright? Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, so, I mean, we need to get right in there with uh, the coolest thing that's happened in a little while was the demo to Resident Evil 2. The coolest thing that's happened in a little while, just yeah, in this general? Year, this year, I think, at least. This year so far, we're fifteen. Two, we're two weeks in, and this is the coolest thing that's happened. Yeah, I think so. I was quite excited to get home and stick it on. Yeah, me too. And like, it took so long to download. Like, I don't know if it was my internet was playing up or what, but it was just really, really teasing me. It was like, oh, we're gonna have to wait a little while, mate. So, how long did it take to download? From you, did you sit in front of the TV and just wait? No, no, no. Because <sighs> it took. It's. It was still like. It was like seven or eight gigs, so it took like over an hour. I don't think it took that long for me. Maybe it did, but we just did other things to pass the time. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. It's sped by. So uh, you're a big Resident, Resident Evil 2 fan anyway. Uh, yeah. Did it live up to your expectations? <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I've kind of like watched so much, so much, so many videos on it that I kind of knew what I was, what I was going to expect anyway. Yeah, yeah. Knew what to expect. But I think once it, once I was actually in it, like the atmosphere is just like unbelievable and the, the game mechanics, like the gore and everything is just, it's just ridiculous really, isn't it? Yeah, the whole thing where you're walking through the dark alleyways or the dark rooms, corridors, and you've got the torch. And it, everything seems kind of difficult to control a little bit and it's a little bit, you can't quite yeah. see everything. It, it does work and the noise Yeah, is... I mean, hopefully I'm going to get used to it, but like I, I, I've I really struggled with a, lot of, with a lot of things like the aiming and the turning around and getting lost where I was facing all that stuff. I mean, I'm going to get used to that, I know, because yeah. the over-the-shoulder thing, I'm familiar with it. But, yeah, I don't know if it's just because I was excited and also terrified, but... Maybe. I mean, um, so it's the same. It feels very similar to Resident Evil 7. Like, 
even the aiming, I still I remember the aiming being a little bit difficult in Resi Seven. Yeah, everything like all the menu systems and stuff are very yeah. Resident Evil, like sound effects, little. Tick, 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 yeah, yeah, that stuff. I'll tell you what I do. So, how do you feel like this compares to being in first person? I think it was if it was in first person, it wouldn't change all that much about it. I think they just kept it third person to keep it more yeah. like in keeping with the original. I think if yeah. if 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 it came out as first person, I think a lot of people would probably say, "Oh no, changed it too much." Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind. It'd be nice to have the option. Yeah, but I do feel like um, when you're in, the, especially Resi Seven, like the parts where things jump right into your face or like like when you're missing in the first hour your missus is constantly jumping right into your face and like yeah. there's bits where she's like soaring I don't want to spoil anything she's like taking parts of your body off it feels like it's happening to you like it's a real yeah. sort of visceral personal experience but yeah. here it's like it's not you it's it's yeah. uh, Leon it's, it's Leon well I guess because he's such a strong character in the yeah. in the Resident Evil canon it's a bit difficult to sort of have that first person thing without him being on screen I think it would take yeah, away a lot yeah. from that and Ethan, yeah. is, Ethan in Resi 7 is like a, non, like a non-character like he didn't you don't really know who he is yeah, yeah I know like the faceless protagonist really isn't it um, yeah but I thought it was great I mean I was lucky that I, that I finished it because I think I was kind of rushing around I think this is a weird thing because because it was only 30, it was a 30 minute deadline on it I kind of felt like I needed to rush around yeah. Whereas usually, if I was playing that game, I'd be a lot more slow, methodical, looking at everything, reading everything. Yeah. You know, conserving ammo. Which that is what that I was creeps you out more when you're not when you when you sort of taking time to go around every corner. That creeps you out a lot more than mm. when you're running around like a lunatic. But at the same time, I think I needed to run away on certain bits because you know the sound the sound effects were just I could hear everything was like around me. It was uh yeah really couldn't work out what was going on. Yeah, it's good, man. I'm looking forward to playing the full game. I think I might even get the remake to Resi 1 first, because I've never played that. Yeah, remake to Resi 1, Resident Evil 0 on PlayStation 4 is a yeah. good shout as well. Um, prob- well, it's only two weeks, well, ten days now until it comes out, so I'm not probably going to have a chance to play loads of stuff, but I would like to give myself one run through of the original Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Do you, uh, know, yeah but- do you know it well enough now to like speed through it? Uh, what, the, uh, what, Resident Evil 2? Yeah, the original. Uh, yeah, I think so. I probably know Leon's scenario better than Claire's, but then I might go and do Claire's scenario just be- just because I haven't done it as as much. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it should be it should be fun. It's cool, man. <clears throat> and also, <laughs> you uh, you did a little video, so if people want to see you uh, screaming and playing games. Uh... So yeah, so on the Hawk and Cleaver YouTube channel, um, just do do a few gaming videos now and then, and this this is one of them. So I played the Resident Evil Two one shot demo. <laughs> So obviously it was a bit difficult, like playing playing it for the first time as well, mm. and recording myself play it. There's part of me thinking, if I mess this up, I am finished. Yeah, extra pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I did end up on danger as well at one point when I was bitten near the start. It was like yeah. five minutes in at most. <laughs> yeah, it's awful, isn't it? I mean, my my aiming. I think the first zombie I took I took on. I think I fired six times and missed five. Yeah. It was really, really bad. Well, they do kind uh, of like this weird head bobbing. Yeah, thing. yeah, they do a bit of a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they come towards you like that, don't they? And I was yeah. a bit like ah, ah, ah. I mean, I, I was, I think I had too many layers on as well because I was sweating, like my palms were sweaty, um, and my heart was fudding. Yeah, it's just one. Of, it's just, it's just one of. Those, I mean, I love, love Resident Evil games, but it's one of those things that always it gets under my skin, and I, I'm not like that with all horror games. There's something yeah. about the Resident Evil atmosphere that kind of really, really gets. 
gets to me. But yeah. Yeah. Excited excited for the full game, so Yeah, man. So other than that, have you done any other horror stuff that you want to talk about? Um I don't think so. I don't think I've watched or read anything horror related apart from Resident Evil 2. I have watched a couple of films but no horror. How about you? Uh so I watched a documentary called King Cohen which is about the sort of uh exploitation filmmaker Larry Cohen. He made um the stuff in the 80s, um Cue the Winged Serpent. Loads of stuff that he he's the kind of guy who who would make all this stuff um with no budget and he wouldn't sort of get get the correct permit for stuff so he'd he'd just um tell you know in St. Paddy's Day there's a big parade in um in New York. He would just he put Andy Kaufman in a police costume in the middle of that parade and they just filmed it and then there was someone sort of like an assassination within that. He had no cares about whether people would be scared or anything. He just used that as extra production value yeah. for the film. Now, that's really interesting. Um I've not I've not seen uh, much of Larry Cohen's work before. So just watching the documentary has been like a really it's really primed me up to go out and watch some of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But um, other than that, no, I think Black Swan was the was about it, really. I was also going to mention the um, trailer for the Shudder exclusive documentary um, Horror Noir. Oh yeah. Uh, so basically, um, in sort of like uh, ex, ex, sort of like black exploitation and also just black black representation in horror cinema. Um, so talk is a lot of sort of like horror veterans and uh, sort of new up and coming guys like Jordan Peele, yeah. um, Tony Todd, Candyman. Um, and everything like, everything like that, and that's premiering, I think, early Feb on Shudder. Well, I yeah. haven't actually got a Shudder. Um... You can just go to the trial, just give it a go. Um, yeah, like yeah, seven days is free. I think I might do that from the from the uh, trailer. It looked pretty cool. Just yeah. like the evolution of how um, black people are represented in in horror, sort of when they go from being like the sort of antagonist in early yeah. things, and then and then you know the person who dies first in slasher movies, and yeah. And I guess like black exploitation things, um, sort of like the the sort of spoof, the yeah. sort of spoof seventies horrors and stuff like that. So yeah, it looks like an interesting watch. Uh, trailers on YouTube now. Yeah, I'll check that out. I will check yeah, for, that for, out. I'd, for I'd give that a little little yeah. shout out. But uh, other than that, so I guess it's it's just on with the list, on with the IGN list. Yes, uh, we are on number ninety eight, and today's film we're talking about is. Black Swan. Have you got some more information about it other than... I have, mate. I have. Don't you worry about it. Cool. So Black Swan is a 2010 American psychological horror film directed by Darren Aronofsky. Um, Film stars Natalie Portman, Vincent Cassell, Mila Kunis and Winona Ryder. Uh, A committed dancer wins the lead role in a production of Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake only to find herself struggling to maintain her sanity. So this is what... Uh, IGN had to say, this is William Bibiani. One of the great tragedies of art is that, a level, is that the level of introspection necessary to make something beautiful is inversely proportional to the amount of socialising you have to do to get anyone to notice it. That unfortunate contradiction is at the heart of Black Swan, in which Oscar winner Natalie Portman plays a ballerina whose obsession pushes her to greatness, but away from other human experiences and eventually into madness. Darren Aronofsky films Black Swan like a subtle character piece, Eventually, let, eventually letting his horrifying tale bloom into a kaleidoscope of self-destruction. The madness is real, for it is what our protagonist believes, and skillful filmmaking and exceptional performances make us believe it too. Uh, it's got 85% of Rotten Tomatoes, 
and it's 8 out of 10 on IMDb. I thought it was going to be higher than that on Rotten Tomatoes. I kind of thought it would be low 90s. Yeah, yeah, it does seem like that kind of film, doesn't it? Um, as far as I remember, it was critically acclaimed across the board, was it not? Um, I know, I know. So Natalie Portman won Best Actress at the Academy Awards for this, and I think it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, but didn't win. Okay. So like, it was a bit of an awards darling, wasn't it, when it came out? Yeah. I mean, uh, so how do you feel? Are you an Aronofsky fan? Aronof. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, massively. Even even um, even some films which I think are very are still like quite difficult to watch. Like I I admire them in in a way. Yeah. Um, like, probably my favorite is um, the Fountain, which is probably and that's the only the, one I've not seen. The it's probably the most difficult one to watch in terms of narrative. Um, yeah. it's, 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 I haven't seen it for a number of years, but it's that's probably my favorite. Fo- quite closely followed by the wrestler because I think he's good at he's good at these sort of like character pieces um, and sort of exploring these broken or 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 people who are breaking down mm. um, and specialize in something. Uh, which I guess he does a lot, doesn't he? Just, That's, so um, I, I feel like Aronofsky makes two types of films. There's the um, the sort of psychological breakdown character pieces, mm-hmm. um, which are my sort of favourite sort of idea of what he does. And then he does the sort of more biblical, um, white, <laughs> bigger sort of like Noah in the fountain. And I feel like Mother... So I haven't seen, I haven't seen Noah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's all right. I mean, it's um, I'm not a, as big a fan of that side of his filmmaking. Um, but Mother, I felt like was the sort of bridging between those two um, <clears throat> styles that he does. But man, so Wrecking for a Dream. Oh yeah, is one of my all-time favorite films. Like, and I've seen it so many times. I did an essay on it at university, to, and it sort oh, wow. of made me realize all the filmmaking sort of skills and stuff that that, that, that went into making it. Um, I still think it's one of my um, handshake movies. So you know, if you'd like to let someone know who you yeah, are yeah. as a person, or like what kind of character you are, and so Record for a Dream is up there, just yeah. because I just love everything about it. But I would say I do feel like Black Swan. After watching it again now, I do feel like Black Swan is a, a much more mature, all-round, better-made film. But I would still watch Record for a Dream over it. Yeah, I do like Record for a Dream. Again, another film that I haven't seen in a number of years, so probably would be good to go back to. Um, I completely forgot about Mother for a second, but I really liked it. Yeah, I thought. It, I mean, it was utterly mad. Yeah, but you know, I really liked it. I mean, out of all of his films, The Wrestlers probably is least mad, right? Yes, that's. I think is that like the only one where nothing trippy happens? I think it's the only. Well, yeah. I mean, he's obviously. Um, this is about a, spir- a spiraling. But it's not really about his mental state somewhere. Maybe it is. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, the fountain. I think um, a lot of a lot of um, Aronofsky's work, early stuff. Anyway, um, I've always found the music to be something that's really sort of resonated with me. Uh, he works with a composer called Clint Mansell. Yeah. yeah. Did he? Um, went, so he did that, record. Okay. Yeah. He did record did for he a dream do, um, Pie. That you know his very first film. Or that's what drum and bassy. <sighs> I'm not sure actually. I don't know. Mm, compo- don't know. Oh, compo- composer Clint Mansell. Yeah, he did. Mm, okay, so right from the start then. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, did he do the soundtrack for this? Yeah, well, he yes. did. Yes, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a, like the, the, the classic piece yeah. all the way through. 
but I think yeah. arranged with some extra digital bits by yeah. Clint Mansell. Yeah, it's good, man. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how anyone could watch this and not come away with a better appreciation of ballet. Like, no one's watching this and going, nah, it's a piece of shit, isn't it? It's easy. <laughs> like, Come away and go, I'm going to get into ballet. I am. <laughs> I am. No, Ben, it's just because you watch Black Swan. No, no, no. Have you're you like flying like across level? the room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your yeah. feet go through some shit, don't they? Yeah, Jesus. yeah. That's all I kept thinking. Uh, no wonder she's losing it, old Natalie Portman. The toes are in pain. Here's some I can't, believe, I, can't, I can't believe this film is almost 10 years old as well. So, yeah, so it's eight years old and she has a flip phone. And I was like, that looks ancient, a flip phone now. Like, <laughs> that looks just... <laughs> ancient, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just looks so old. I, I don't know why. The rest of the film feels kind of contemporary, but that phone, it's like, I'd say 15 years old. Yeah. yeah. I know. It, yeah, exactly. This doesn't seem like the kind of fit. It doesn't fit. No, exactly. If I watch this film and I, someone said this film came out last year, I would be like, yeah, fine. But as soon as that flip phone comes out, I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> you ain't getting me. Um, yeah, man. So also like Natalie Portman. Uh, I mean, I've got a new appreciation for Natalie Portman because when I look at this film and like you see all the different ranges of characters she does, and like she goes from she does a whole doppelganger thing where she's kind of playing two characters at the same time, and she does the whole ballet thing on top of it all. It's difficult to watch this and, and not not feel like oh man, she is maybe one of the best actors like in the world. <laughs> like she is insanely good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's yeah, definitely. She's and great, and also she like, won the Oscar for this, right? I think that was the. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. Uh, Mila Kunis is good in it as well. This isn't the yeah. kind of film that she'd usually be in. I could I couldn't I couldn't work out another film that is similar to this in any way. Jupiter's Ascending. You, I've not seen that. No. Yeah. So she's good. Uh, I mean, Vincent Cassel is just kind of doing doing him and he really. I don't, know. I don't know if that's kind to say that he's playing like a smarmy pervert. <laughs> Just doing a bit of Vincent Cassell. But, all, right then, but, all right then, not by doing him, but I mean, he's, it's, it's, it feels kind of effortless. It kind of feels like... It, it, he did, did slip into it uh, suspiciously easy. You are right. He did. He slipped into something specific, suspiciously easily. Yeah, specifically uh, easy as well. Specifically um, easily, yes. Barbara Hershey plays um, her mother. It says here in, in the credits, she's credited as the Queen as well. So is she? Are they just are they just saying that as a sort of casual thing, or is she actually on stage? I didn't notice it. I don't know. No. no. Well, did you mean her mum? Did you say? Or? Yeah. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. And it, obviously, Winona Ryder as well as the, the aging, yeah. former um, ballet star who's like leaving the production. Uh, I completely forgot she was in this. Yeah, I, I remember it being in it because I'm going to forget the the stabbing with the nail file scene. But, uh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Stan makes a little yeah, brief thing. Yeah, when soldiers in there. Yeah, playing it yeah, cool. I was a bit like, hello, we'll wait there a minute. Yeah, he, I thought he was English. Is he not English? Mm, Maybe not. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think he is, actually. I just kind of figured all of the Marvel superior actors are there's 50% chance they're going to be English. Most of them are. He's Romanian-American, apparently. Same thing, isn't it? Summit foreign. <laughs> Summit foreign. Yeah. Well. So uh, the film opens up with a pitch-perfect ballet move. <laughs> I don't know what the move's called. Yeah. Some uh, spins. 
some spins, some 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 jumps, uh, some like oh, wings stuff. Your he- their heads are all up, like all, little, little right. very bi- very bird like, obviously swan lake and all that. Yeah. There is like a freaky, creepy black swan beastie. Yeah, knocking about. Is that actually in the show, or is that in Nina's mind? I mean, like, all this is like part of a dream, isn't it? In the first bit, but she's like doing it. She's all perfect, and then and then she wakes up and she goes, "Like that's what I wanted to do. It needs to be absolutely perfect." Um, basically, if you dream it, it then will come tr- it's a secret. It, it will come true. Yeah, you just have to dream, it, dream it. It will come. Yeah. So sometimes, like if I dream something that I've done, I yeah. think. Oh yeah, don't need to do that now in real life because I've dreamt it. Do you think it's really bad when you dream that you've gotten out of bed and got ready for work, and then you wake up? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I don't think I have ever dreamt that before. I had a, really, really boring. I dreamt once that like my bread was out of date, so I went and got some new bread, oh, and then the next morning I was like, "Oh yeah, it's all right. I got that new bread." No, I didn't. Just dreamt it. Bread never was still had, out of date. I've never had that. Awful. No, did you try and make something with it, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, dreams." <laughs> Oh, you were angry at dreams. Dreams! <laughs> Freddy uh, Krueger. Open yeah. the front door and shouted dreams. Out of the front door. <laughs> yeah. and people just went, someone walked past and nodded, like, knowingly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been there, mate. <laughs> Did he say there. bread? <laughs> <laughs> he went, not a stale bread. <laughs> what? what happens? Yeah. And I went like that. And, I, and, then, yeah. and then I realized I was completely nude. <laughs> and then I woke up again. Oh, Double Jesus wake Christ, up. you never know. You never know when you're going to wake up. <laughs> Okay, so um, she's dreaming this, and then we, <coughs> she wakes up. And she's eating like a, a nonsense breakfast, like a tiny breakfast. And her mum's she's living like with her mum in a it's like half a grapefruit and a poached egg. Yeah, a nonsense breakfast. <laughs> so if I served that to you, if you were staying at my house, and I went, look, Luke, I ain't got a lot in the house. I flipped the table. <laughs> <laughs> but here's half a grapefruit and a you'd poached be... egg. You begin to pick up your own from the side, and you just see this half of the grapefruit fly and like stick to the cupboard. <laughs> like, like, uh, waste not, and then, and then you turn to say that, and then the post egg would just hit you in the, the face at the right the time, <laughs> and a perfect yolk would just dribble down my face. <laughs> and I'd be like, "So good that yolk was." <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Um, so uh, she's got an audition. She's living with a mum in like this uh, apartment. It's like really small. It's more of like a prison. We get the impression straight away that her mum and her relationship isn't quite uh, isn't quite right. Um, I don't know if we've seen her mum's paintings yet, but her mum's yeah. her mum's an old ballerina who now <clears throat> paints really but, bad. She's living her life vicariously through yeah. Nina, yeah, in a way where she wants her to be successful in a way that she obviously wasn't because she says at one point that she gave up her career. Well, I don't know. It kind to... of feels like she wants her to be successful, but also doesn't want her to be because she doesn't want her to win there's also like a weird competitive thing make your fucking mind up in it i really want you to be successful but i really also don't want you to be be exactly the same successful as me and then we can be sisters (laughs) then we can be be miserable together and eat these half grapefruits um so and also nowadays she paints these i don't know why i don't know how much it adds to the story but she paints these like terrible portraits um but that happens, uh, and if she goes to, she got the auditions for the the Swan Lake, which I believe this film pretty much follow. I don't know the story of Swan Lake, but if it follows this this story, um, then we kind of do. All right? Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, we need to go. Maybe we need to go to the ballet just to. Just I, think to I think I might. Okay, maybe the next episode of Horror Hangout needs to just be us at the ballet. Yeah, ballet hangout. I like it. Ballet hangout. <laughs> 
so um she does the audition and uh she's right good like spot on everyone's like that's top she's very swanny they go that was quality when she does the wings like you see all the muscles and sinew in her back moving around like a bird and it's like Ooh, spot yeah. on spot on it was <laughs> the lot of that that sort of noise as well <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just be listening, you just hear uh, someone will say something, and you just hear like a pigeon. <laughs> like pigeon fly off. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Um, Do you have a, like a scorecard counting all the bird references? I, t- <laughs> I didn't. But um, why is there any sort of like puns and stuff? I don't know. I was just asking you. you know? Like a Markham and Wise sort of. Uh... <laughs> Birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I need to watch it again just to make sure. I didn't peck up on any. Uh, uh, oh, there we go. Uh, so Vincent Cassell, he's like, what? He, uh, he's like, like artistic, suavely walks in. He's like an artistic director. He's like a Petalie Pew in a suit. Yeah. He's like um, a sweater around the neck, tied. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. T- type of twat. Uh, it turns up and just says like he says to doesn't he say so? Nina gives her audition. Um, he says it's like a flawless, flawless as the white swan, but yeah. as the black swan, yeah, you're shit. Too, you're too white for this role. It's not like a political message in here. Um, so, so yeah, he's uh, smiling around. I think he picks some other people, but then she isn't happy, right? She goes to see him in his office. <clears throat> yeah, I think she wants um, him to reconsider that she get the role because I guess from the day before. Um, she kind of understands that even though she's good at the white swan, she's not good enough as the black swan. So yeah. essentially, she's not going to be picked. So she's going to be in the in the in the performance in some capacity, but possibly she's not as the like white swan. The, the tree, sort of in the yeah. background. There's another. There's another girl. <laughs> the, the tree. There's another girl who's kind of like a rival. They exchange sort of like quite steely looks from across the ballet hall. The ballet hall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A few times we don't really get much of this girl or this girl's character. Apart from that, they're clearly like rivals and they don't yeah. really like each other, I guess. But then they never really speak to each other. They never sort of go over and go, you're right. And then they turn out, turn out, they love it. They'll love each other. They got loads in common. No, well, yeah. I, get, I get the impression that um, Natalie Portman doesn't want to speak to anyone. Like, she's so hyper focused yeah. on the art form. She's a bit of a, yeah. she seems, she's a bit of a loner. Yeah. She doesn't seem like the kind of person who's got that many friends. I mean, she, she might have, she might have over, over a hundred friends on Facebook. Yeah, might be a brand captain, whatever they call them on Instagram. Influencer, yeah. Influencer, <laughs> she might be an influencer. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag ad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she goes back to see him uh, in his office, and now she's wearing lipstick. Uh, we get the impression that she's like never done anything naughty like in her life, and this is her <laughs> trying to do something a little bit naughty. But he, yeah. um, he smooches her on the lips um and then she nips him well, initially like sees right through it he basically says like oh why have you come here to talk to me about it done up like a right treasure or he says something like that along, yeah. the, along the lines of that yeah um we try and dr- come here dressed up what does he say i can't remember what he says he basically says tart. you're a slag you tat well i think um so i, I get the impression that he's not actually sort of it's not about him being sort of sexually perverted or anything although he is kind of that way lecherous and whatever i feel like it's yeah. just he he is also dedicated to the art form and is trying dedicated. to use that to use the sexuality to sort of force and you know maneuver yeah in, in a way he's trying to manipulate he is trying to manipulate people a little bit into into yeah. 
performing these roles in the production um, by being a bit of a perv. But yeah. you know, that's what he'd say if he if he got done. Yeah, <laughs> that of his is his excuse. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so she kisses him, but he bites her. She bites her, him. She, he, yeah, sorry. He bites she back. bites him. It's like pecking. Have a little bite, it. and then she yeah. leaves. And I think then she assumes that she's definitely not going to be in, not going to be the white swan. And then a cast list goes up, and there's a bit of yeah. a weird exchange where she and the girl who was her rival, she says congratulations to her. Yeah, doesn't she? Congratulations. Yeah. But then the girl goes and looks and turns out Nina is the white swan, the lead. Um, and obviously the girl says, what was that, some sort of sick joke? You bitch! I think she says, get fucked. I think she says something along those lines. Go fuck yourself, you bastard! <laughs> That's exactly what she says. <laughs> yeah. It, that, was re- that was re bad, what you did, you bitch! Yeah. And she's just talking to herself as she grumbles off and leaves Nina alone. Um yeah. So from here on out, like basically, Nina's got the role, but we get the impression that she isn't really very good at it, or like she's not really doing it properly. Um, so the pressure's now starting to pile on her. Yeah, yeah. So she, her mum gets her like a cake to celebrate, and she's a bit like, "Oh, cut, oh, cut me a sliver," and then she starts cutting a big chunk. She's like, "That's too much," and her mum reacts like any normal person does. Because well, I sling the whole lot in the bin, then you prick. Yeah, she's also from like uh, uh, the countryside of England <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them are in this. <laughs> so yeah, we're starting to see like the, the 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 sort of tensions between her and her mother as well at this stage, um, which obviously isn't helping. It is kind of making everything worse. I feel like anytime anything bad happens in this, yeah. her mum's always like banging on a door saying, "What are you doing in there?" She gets no privacy, does she? So like, her mother washes her does her nails does everything for Nina um, and also like she can't close the door like it seems like does her mum sleep in the same bed or something with it or like does she just sleep on the chair there's, a, there's a part where Nina uh, Nina wakes up and starts giving herself a treat um, Scooby starts <laughs> gives herself a Scooby snack yeah, yeah because there's a she has a weird exchange with um, Thomas Leroy earlier it says like for your homework tonight I want you to play with yourself almost yeah. that almost that she he wants her to embrace that sexu- that side of her sexuality can you imagine in order if, like, to your teacher at, like secondary <laughs> like, school was like <laughs> your homework tonight is to go and pleasure yourself well, what else would I be doing <laughs> to be like everyone would be like getting A's A pluses A's well if that was all you had to do <laughs> Did, yeah. did you have a wank last night? <laughs> yep. A plus. A plus. <laughs> yeah, and he taps yeah. you on the, and he taps you in, sort of at a distance. Sort oh. of taps. Well done. <laughs> oh, I've had I've had a shower since. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's weird. So Nina wakes up and she starts, you know, masturbating, and then as she's getting right into it, where she starts, she turns over, almost like dry humping her pillow. She turns and sees her mum just asleep in the chair. Embarrassing. Awkward. She goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean that could be a that could be a scene from a comedy film like a yeah it could. A raunchy it could be old school pie. or something yeah and then she sneaks, sneaks out and then sees uh, Vincent Cassell with his dick in a pie <laughs> <laughs> yeah well she's it's one of those moments too like she's making loads of noise and then she realizes that she's been the baby monitor has been on this whole time and then she goes <laughs> in and all families there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 
<laughs> I mean, what? So, what happens next? So, there's a gala next. It was sort yeah, of celebrates yeah. celebrates the uh, the new season and the new cast, and then there was the a character yeah. out with the old. Like actually, so the character played by Winona Ryder called Beth is there getting tank right up, slinging them back, and then she gets a bit aggressive. Like she's obviously annoyed at Nina for being the new young upstart who's kind of taking her place. Yeah, um, yeah. in this, so they they have a few. So a lot of themes, a lot of things in this film, like someone taking your place or you taking their place and that kind of thing. Uh, at this point, Mila Kunis is in it as well. She's at the party. I don't She's understand. She follows uh, Nina into the toilets at this party. And then she goes, hey, up, mate. And then she just takes her pants off and puts pants in a in a bag. Yeah. And then nothing. I'm like, why, why did she take her pants off? Is she sharted, sharted or something? <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, probably, I mean... Probably. What else are you going to do in that situation? Obviously, just Pop take your pants off. Oh, I would bag. take my pants off and discard them. No wonder they right. have those clutch I'd... bags. Anyway, yeah. seal tight. Air tight. <laughs> Excuse me, can you pay for the taxi? No. But you've got a bag right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't, you got don't no change. Yeah. You've not got, you got tuppence in there, have you? <laughs> yeah. That's the fit. Yeah, as I said, you wouldn't keep the pants if you shouted. You'd, you'd discard them, which, um, Another you know, rom- I would. Like like a rom- 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 comedy film. Uh, yeah, maybe the maybe Black Swan is a raunchy comedy film. You just need just some laugh check, tracks. Just need some laugh tracks or some like. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, if it's like a comedy film from the late 90s or early 2000s. You're thinking like pop punk. Uh, we need pop punk. Yeah, we, yeah, need, yeah. We, need like, uh, we need like some Blink-182. Yeah. Um, some forty one, all that stuff happening when, especially during the, when they go out together, Nina and uh, what's the other chick called? Mila. Me, Mila Kunis. <laughs> what is her name? Lily. Uh, Lily. Lily. Okay. Lily. Yeah. yeah. So when they go out, I mean, that'd be there'd be some forty one playing. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of skater boy. Um. So they 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 go out around here. Oh, uh, uh, what's her name? Winona Ryder. Uh, she calls Nina a slag and yeah. that that night 
uh, when Inarad is hit by a car and she like gets her legs crushed off or something. Yeah. Thomas believes that she did it on purpose. Yeah, you know, should be which that be that be annoying uh, doing it um, on purpose just yeah. to make a point when that. Yeah. Well, I hope you're happy. I got hit by a car. Oh, great, good. Yeah, yeah. You'll be still be sorry for you when you find out I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, then, I'm dead. Then I'll win. Yeah, it's also around this point we start to get a lot of the sort of the trippier things start to come into it. So she takes some drugs, um, Mila Kunis. Um, they go out yes. for a night out, and yeah, so she she sort of starts talking to Mila Kunis for the first time. Uh, who sort of tries to befriend her and sort of and th- there's a few trippy things that happen here. I think there's a few times where she thinks she sees herself, and then she starts noticing those scratch marks on her back. Yeah, she's sort of like repet like on her shoulder. A lot of things with like fingernails. Like she's one bit where she, pulls, oh yeah, like a hangnail. It comes pulls like right off. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I bite my nails, so I get that all the time. I probably Not did that. make it noise. when she did <laughs> yeah. that. I probably did go ay. Some weird bits. There's some weird bits that are like horrific that. And nowhere near as sort of grotesque as what we've seen in this in this podcast, but like have got me way more. There's one bit where like a physio is like working her over, and she's like shoving her fingers under the under the ribs to sort of massage your lungs or something. Do you know oh. what I mean? And then she like takes a foot and she's like popping and cracking her ankle and stuff. Yeah, it looks horrific. Yeah, and I quite like the the popping of of bones and stuff. I find it quite relaxing, like the sound of it. You ever watch like a? <laughs> People's backs getting cracked. This sounds like something I would enjoy. It's pretty satisfying. Yeah. But having your lungs massaged, I'll draw the line yeah. of that. Do you ever need my lungs? Me and uh, my friend Matt, we used to do this. <laughs> he probably looked kind of uh, gay from from the outside, but we used to hug each other really tight, <laughs> and then you like lift the other person up, and the back would yeah. stretch, and you just get like a. That's not quite yeah. as mechanical I, as that sounded. I, I get, I get. You, you say this <laughs> as if I'm going to go. Well, that's weird. I get a friend of mine to do that. Do that to me every day. Where I'm sort of sat in an office most days. Yeah. I find if I'm like hunched over a bit, I find it. I, it really starts to like feel quite tight, like in the afternoon. Yeah. And I get him to. Yeah, I get him to do the same from behind, usually. So probably even worse. <laughs> puts his arms around me in the me, toilets. Squeeze it in the toilets with me going. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and he squeezes and lifts and honestly yeah. so satisfying so, especially, when his, especially when his penis goes inside it's <laughs> a cat it's <laughs> a cat, cat I was going to say cat does the same thing but she she can't like pick me up so, she, so I, I lie on the floor and she kind of stands on my back yeah. you, know, you know what they call like a weird leg massage but where the legs are doing the massage <laughs> you know when it's sort of standing on your back like that but she does that yeah. and it feels like it might one day break something but it, it's Pleasurable on the on the way, um, yeah. But so in Black Swan, they do that. Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah. where do we get to? Um, is is weird, but yeah, just they're getting clear. Yeah, so basically, then she goes on a night out with Lily. Yeah. Um, they go on the pool. They go looking for some dick or just you know some nice guys to hang out with. Yeah, after catching um, dick or two. Yeah, yeah. So so, it's, so obviously Lily's a bit sort of like she's she's a fun loving. Um, uh, sort of like chatting to these guys and, and Nina's obviously she sees something in her I guess which is like oh she's she's not like me at all um she's great fun but there's a weird bit where Lily puts a drink puts some drugs in a drink yeah without telling Nina but Nina sees her do it but still drinks it yeah because she wants to I don't know to escape for a couple of hours because she says it's a couple of hours at most right so she, they both know that she's taking the drugs um, that's kind of, weird. You still, you you still go. Did you just put something in my drink? You still, part of me would be like, I still want to know what it is. Yeah, 
Yeah. Or I go chugging it, chugging it back. Could be anything. Could be a laxative. Especially, you never know with this Mila Kunis. One day she's she's putting her pooey pants in a in a bag, and the other day she's popping pill. She's like the crazy. She's like the wild card person in the in the raunchy comedy. You never know yeah, what she's she going to do. Oh, she she turns up, and you're like, uh oh, what's she going to do next? Yeah. Put an ecstasy in her drink. Haha, <laughs> what a laugh. <laughs> uh, so as a dancing with Captain uh, Bucky. Uh, from Marvel's Avengers, and uh, there's yep. some other dude. Um, there's a lot like the all the other, the dance floor stuff gets like really crazy. The, it starts flashing. So in in Requiem for a Dream, I feel like this would be way more bombastic. It'd be way more in your face, and there'd be more visual yeah. stuff happening. But it's a lot more subtle in Black Swan. Um, but you still see if you sort of pause every now and again, you can see her face is replicated on an, another dancer. But it's like Funhouse yeah. mirrored and and kind of. Crazy. Um, fun house, a whole <laughs> lot of fun. Prizes to be won. Sorry. And then uh, there's the old, uh, <laughs> the old um, infamous les- lesbo scene. There's a, yeah. So basically, Nina takes Lily home, and her mum's like kicking off, like, "What have you been taking? What have you been drinking? You're you're, you're an absolute disgrace." Yeah. And Nina's just like, "Oh fuck you, man." She goes and and it's a bit weird because Lily Lily's body language and this is a bit weird she's sort of like hiding behind nina in yeah, a weird yeah. sort of creepy way and yeah of course then they, those two get it on but while, they, while while they're getting it on nina kind of like has a couple of visions where she looks down and sees herself yeah which is which must be off-putting right uh i don't know I'm, if you look down and saw it. yourself <laughs> if you look down and saw yourself would you be like oh yeah <laughs> that's right luke condor <laughs> but yeah uh, and she's i mean lily her mum, bear in mind her mum's awake and has just had a go at her. Yeah. Um, the, the sexy noises that Nina's making are incredibly loud. I was a bit like, keep it down, love. Your mum's going to be blushing in the next room. Also, the door, she's put like a, a table leg or something in front of the door so it's, it won't open all the way so the mum can't get in. But she can still like get enough of the face in. <laughs> <laughs> what are you well, doing? She her, well, she gets her face stuck. <laughs> what are you doing in there? And then she realised she didn't want to see it. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, the fuck. cheeks are oh. just sort of catching on the on the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the next morning, um, it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> next morning, well, yeah, it's weird because she wakes up. So Nina wakes up the next morning, like late. Says to her mum, "Why don't you wake me up? Yeah, you bitch." Uh, but then when she goes and gets there, and they're sort of all prepping to to um, practice the dance and stuff. Uh, Nina's like says to Lily, "Why did you take off this morning?" And she's like, "What are you on about?" Well, yeah. when you stayed over last night, she's like, "No, I didn't." So I'd be like, "Well, who might have me out then?" <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, would you say it out loud like that? Would you? Yeah. Use, uh, well, then you need to get answers, I suppose. I yeah. need answers. Someone might me out. <laughs> and then, and then, obviously, Lily's a bit like, "Oh my god, did you have a wet? Did you have a wet? What did you say? Like a wet les lesy dream about yeah, me? Yeah, something like that. Yeah." A Leslie wet dream. Oh, did you fantasize about me? Was I good? And then Nina just walks off like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. that would be annoying. Like thinking you got it on with someone and then realizing it was all in your head. Yeah, it's just. It's just, just, it's just, like, it's like when just you, me all life, mate. It's what I tell you. It's like when uh, when you wake up, you think you got ready for work and you haven't. <laughs> just exactly the same sort of feeling. Oh fuck's sake! Oh, oh fair fucking bastard. Uh, so it's all getting a bit crazier. She's now convinced that Lily wants her role because she's now her alternate for the yep. thing. Um, and I, f- 
okay, so she, she feels pressure, and then she decides, okay, I'm going to go give all this makeup and stuff that I stole from Winona Ryder. Um, I'm going to give it back to her in the hospital where she's staying. When she gets there, um, she gives it back, and Winona Ryder's like, what are you doing? Um, he says, I understand what it's like for someone to try to sort of take your spot and stuff. And then Winona Ryder starts stabbing herself in the face with a nail file. Really gruesome. Um, but you see yeah. her go all the way into the cheekers, and then um, Natalie Portman runs away, and then when she gets in the lift, she sees blood coming out of nowhere, and she realises she's holding the nail file. It's a, it's a brilliant moment. It's uh, it is a brilliant moment. It doesn't really get followed up on, really, does it? We don't get like. No, I think it, I think it's just there to um, just wind up the tension because at this point we're in like coming towards the third act, and I think the Swan Lake music is starting to ramp up quite a lot as well. Because um, yeah. then she goes home, and um, she's having a big scrap with her mum. What happens? She she like batters her mum's hand <coughs> or something. <coughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. <clears throat> Smashes her mum's hand in the door, and her hallucinations are sort of growing more and more extreme. Um, she, uh, and her, I think her, her mum's trying to. Yeah, yeah. So her legs do this horrible snap backwards into weird reality. Snap back. Weird, yeah, yeah. Weird birdie legs, and she falls and like passes out. And then the next morning, like her mum's trying to stop her from leaving the house, and she obviously she needs to go and perform. Yeah. She's like, she's already phoned up and she says, it's okay, you don't have to go in. Most people yeah. will be like, oh, thanks, mum. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to go in, actually. No, mum, I want to. This is a big break for me. And her mum's, yeah. yeah, so again, it sort of does seem like her mum's trying to. Yeah, not her back. Not, force, not forcibly hold her back, but almost like trying to do all these little things that could potentially, you know, knock her spirits a little. Yeah. A little bit. But she, she gets up. Um, oh, yeah, so her mum sits on the door handle and she's sort of, Natalie grabs her mum's hand and squeezes because it's all like broken fingers or whatever. Um, and then she gets, like she's determined now to do it. She gets into the, um, there's performance night. She gets in and then apparently Lily's already getting ready for the for the part. Uh, she's yeah. like, fuck that bitch. I'm, I'm here. It's like uh, The Apprentice. Like everyone's sort of fighting for that sort of one, one thing. Yeah, for exactly. And it's Alan Partridge. What's the name? Anna Sugar. And then, sugar. <laughs> easy to get those two confused obviously yeah, yeah um but she gets ready she did the first first leg of the performance first act um but she like buckles under the pressure and she slips off yeah she slips at one point lands sort of like on her knees and and the guy she was dancing with sort of just says to her you're shit you're shit you little shit and then she goes back to the dressing room and then she uh, has a little kerfuffle with Lily. Yeah, so Lily's sort of like all dressed for the black swan and she's doing her makeup and uh, she starts having a bit of a fight with her. Yeah. I'm obviously saying, you know, I'm I'm the fucking black swan. Pushes her into the mirror, mirror sort of shatters and when yeah. they're sort of fighting, she sort of, Nina sees herself again. So yeah. it looks like Lily, Lily one second, then she looks like Nina again and then she ends up stabbing her with a shard of glass right in the old... Uh, Abdomen. Abdomian, yeah. uh, and when she stabs her, um, it's Lily again. So I'm like, oh my god, it's Lily! So she drags Lily's body into like a shower. Yeah, he's inside the bathroom. At this point, she's pretty much made a full transformation to the black swan. Her eyes yeah. have gone. She keeps going, like making those sort of. Yeah, I mean, her, her eyes are pretty. Her eyes are pretty messed up, and then obviously her skin starts getting flecked with this horrible sort of like. What would you say? It's like well, it's like goosebumps bird, in it, but like the bird skin. Yeah, bird skin. Yeah, and then she goes out and does the second. 
packed in performance as the black swan. And then she's like spinning around. It's amazing. There's one bit she looks in the camera, gets her eyes right in, yeah. into the camera, into the screen. So she's like looking out yeah. of the computer. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Weird effect. <laughs> then she goes back in. And then and she goes back in and you go, oh, I don't know what to do with that. And then imagine you'd cuckoo clock like that. And then <laughs> went back in. I <laughs> love. And then she's spinning around and then quite, quite a, a, a cool magic realist sort of element to yeah. have like the, the wings fluttering out more and more as she's spinning. Yeah, and then there's this weird sort of like black swan monstery thing that was from her dream and originally just like dancing with her as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty freaky, wasn't it? And then she gets off the stage there, and everyone's like, "That was amazing! That was the fucking that!" Like everyone's like giving her five stars. That was reviews. so good. Yeah, she, she gives Thomas like a big old schnog, and he, he's like uh, coy. He becomes coy about it because he's like yeah. overly sexist. He's out sexed him. He's embarrassed. He's like, yeah. bloody hell, what's she doing that for? Yeah. i got a wife and kids. He faints. <laughs> he faints. And, then... and his trousers fall down. <laughs> and then, um, so, oh, so what happens oh, yeah, so she goes back into the dressing room and there's nobody yeah. there. Yeah. There's so nobody she, here. So there's nobody here. So I think initially she thinks she thinks she sees blood and sort of puts a towel down. Yeah. And then afterwards, I think, that's a pretty good towel. No, no, and then somebody somebody knocks on the door. She opens it. And it's ah, Lily. Yeah, yeah. It's Lily saying, "Oh my god, that's so good. Well done. You got to get back out there for whatever yeah. else we still got going on." Um, but so like the mirror's still broken. The fight hasn't happened, and she realizes that Lily's body isn't in there. And then mm. she realizes that she stabbed herself. Yeah. She looks down and goes, oh, "What? What are the chances? What are the chances? Well, yeah. awkward." Yeah, but she doesn't. Any sane person would be like, "Guys, I, I can't go. I can't do the rest of the but show." I've, I've, sta- I've bloody stabbed myself, haven't I? Yeah. But obviously, she realizes that that's even though she's done well up to this point. Yeah. You know, disappearing for the third act or the final act, um, where she's the white swan again, it's probably not going to be very well received. Yeah. Especially with the reviews, they'll be like, "Oh, it's great," but then right at the end, the lead, the lead actress changed, the lead ballet dancer changed for some yeah. fucked fucked reason. Yeah. Uh, so she does the final act, um, and it's note perfect. It's like it, it's even better than it was in a dream at the start of the film. She goes up the thing, up the stairs. She looks down to the Swan King. Um, yep. What's his name? Yep. Jeff Hardy. Yep. Every, and then Jeff, to, <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Everybody essentially. Yeah, everybody's sort of looking up at her. And mother's in the audience. She looks at her. But at her. this point she's a bit she's a bit bloody there. It really starts think, to like oh like No one notices. Yeah. That's good effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then she falls sort of down, lands on this mattress. Yeah. Which uh, is there to catch her and when yeah. and everyone gathers around, like the whole cast. Uh, Thomas, Lily, everybody gathers around to sort of say congratulations, but then they realise she got a massive bloody gash in her middle of her stomach. Everyone's like, "That is the, the most amazing performance I've ever." Oh, bloody hell! Oh, everyone's, bloody hell. everyone's like, because she's, she's she's done give, given her entire life to this one performance. He said it was perfect, and then she uh, fades away. And then you just imagine some guy walking out of the ballet going, "Yeah, it was all right, actually." <laughs> So oh, yeah, I might come again. That's all right. Did that <laughs> did that lead ballet dancer die at the end? Yeah, I think she did. Bloody hell, mental that is. Yeah, might yeah, tweet, so, tweet about it. So Nina sort of like loses consciousness, and the screen fades to white. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man. Okay, so trivia. Are you ready? And that's that. That's that. That is that. Number one. Which breakfast item has appeared in more than one Aronofsky film? Um, grapefruit. Yes, the half a grapefruit uh, in Reckonford Dream, Sarah Goldfarm's on a diet. Uh, she has to eat uh, half a grapefruit and a black coffee uh, every day or something like that. So I think it's a bit of a nod because it's the exact same breakfast. Like, Visualising yeah, the same a, way. That's the Christian Bale diet, isn't it? Oh, no, Is wait. It, really? it, was a, it was a black coffee, a tin of tuna, and an apple a day when he lost all the weight for the machinist. I need to watch that again. I quite like that one. Yeah. That's never like this, like a sort of psychological... It would, make, it would pair quite yeah, nicely with this. Definitely. Uh, number two, Natalie Portman met her future husband on set of Black Swan. Can you guess which one he was? Um, was he the like the dancing the dude she was dancing with? Like, uh, is he the prince or something? The prince. Uh, so yeah, so choreographer Benjamin Millipede. Um, the amount of the film Millipede. He was the one who he was the one who said um, when Vince Cassell was like, "Would you fuck her?" Huh? He's a muppet at one point. Would you fuck her? And he goes, "Would you fuck her?" He goes, "Yeah." And then she goes, "That's it. I'm marrying you." Yeah, uh, you got that correct. Well done. Uh, number three. Yes. How many years did it take from script to screen? So the finishing of the script to the premiere of the the film. We got A, ten years, B, one years, or three, three years. Let's say ten years. You can imagine this is something that Darren Aronofsky wrote a long time ago, well before. Yeah, uh, ten years it took. Um, it's also this film and the wrestler were originally the same script, and it was about a dancer and a wrestler sort of romance or something. But but he realised ah. that the world of ballet and the world of dancing, I mean, <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> were. It's so big on their own that it, it couldn't be in the same film. Yeah, that's true. So, um, this one should be easy. I think we're all taking note. Uh, the infamous sex scene between Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman transpires at what minute, Mark? I'm sure you would have noted six, this down. Six, 69. <laughs> yeah, true. So you, you did know it down. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, knew, he knew it. He didn't have to know oh, it down. I knew it. No, I didn't have to know it down. <laughs> um, and lastly... Um, which classical composer composed the composition, the original? Um, it's the Swan Lake. Uh, oh, I don't know. Don't know, the, don't know the answer to that one, mate. Come on. Just guess one. You'll get it right. It's not Beethoven, but it's one of them types. Mozart. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just guess it. You'll get it right. Uh, Jim, Jim Bob. Uh, it was. I don't know this guy's first name, so potentially... Jim Bob Tchaikovsky, it was. <laughs> oh, Tchaikovsky. Yeah. I bet I've already said that name as well. Have you? Oh, what an idiot. Yeah, I oh. said that earlier. Bloody yeah. hell. Oh, what were you going to do? I didn't realise he was the composer. <laughs> I thought maybe he was just like, uh, just like went, oh, bloody love a black swan, swan lake. Yeah. Well, he did. He did. So. Then he made the music. Well, he made the, the ballet. Um, yeah. So, need to rate the film. Yeah, I rate this film. I rate this film fairly high, yeah. I think. Pretty good. It's a good. It's a good one. Like I've seen it. I mean, this is maybe like the third time I've seen it. Mm. I think I saw it like saw it around about the year it came out, um, yeah. and then once again a couple of years ago. And then it's 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 definitely a. I do like these sort of like psychological thrillers. I think Aronofsky's really good 
think he's, he's just really he's just really good, isn't he? I think he's the best at them. Like, I mean, I just feel like whatever he's doing, this sort of psychological thriller horror thing, when he gets it right, I don't yeah. think it's much better. Did you know Aronofsky was a, was linked to play to direct a Batman film before Batman Begins became a thing? Um, I think, I think he's done, done a good job, probably. He was going to do uh, Batman Year One. He you know, like the Frank yeah. Miller, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that would have been would have been awesome. I would have loved to have seen that. But you know, we got we got Black Swan instead. I think he, I, I, if he just made these kind of films like Pie and Requiem for a Dream for the rest of his life, I'd be happy. Yeah. So what are you going to yeah. rate it? What's he got on the horizon? Sorry. Sorry, um, I had no idea. Yeah. Do we know what he's currently? Well, I think Mother kind of took over his life for a little bit. Isn't yeah. that why him and the missus split up? Because he couldn't stop obsessing about the film. Oh, no. No, I didn't know that. Oh, that's a sad tale, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> you know, it would give him a little boost now by telling him how good this film is. Um, I'd probably go for like a B plus, I reckon. I don't know if I got... I don't think I'd stray into A territory because it doesn't strike me as... I mean, it is a weird one to be on a horror list, isn't it? Really. It... I know psycho, uh, psycho, psychological yeah. horror thriller, but I don't think you would really talk about this in the same instance as a lot of horror films. But obviously, it does fit that bracket. It could have easily been marketed as a horror film, easily. Yeah, but it wasn't, was it? So no, but I don't think. But again, would it have been a crit- critical hit? And oh an Oscar- my days! His birthday is the same birthday as my birthday. That means oh we're kind of the same sort of. You're the same soul. You are the same soul, yeah. February the 12th? Yeah. There we go. Wow. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, don't, so, I, don't, I, don't do, I don't want to do with that information. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's, there's, no, there's, nothing in, there's nothing in IMDb on his upcoming Mother's the last thing. Um, yeah, I mean, so you're going for B+. Plus. I'll go for a B plus, yeah. Um, mate, I'm going to go all the way up to an A. I, oh. I was trying to think of like any sort of negative a nice about man. this film. I, don't, I really struggle to think of anything negative about this film. I kind of think feel like it's pretty perfectly put together. Pretty yeah. perfectly put together. You know, it's pretty perfectly put together. Yeah, I mean everything: the music, cinematography, uh, yeah. performances, um, just just everything is is it's all is a very unsettling film. And I love a bit of unsettling. You know, the last uh, the last. Four, well, yeah, the last 40 minutes of the film. I don't think I looked away from the screen once. I was just like so in it. And that's kind of yeah. rare these days. I'm always getting a bit bored. Someone, uh, Luke, 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 your tease on the on the blink. On the blink. Your <laughs> tease like popping and like exploding. Your tease like you spilt your tea all over your laptop. It's going it's hot like, and cold. It's on the blink. Screen. <laughs> I don't take, take my eyes off the screen. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's good, man. I'll go for an A. Definitely. Wow. And next week, um, we're doing. I don't think we're doing numbers 97 because I think mean, that's Candyman. We've already done Candyman. So next week, uh, well, uh, what is going to be a good, because it's going to be a good double bill, I think, is we're going to do Suspiria, right? We are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? We couldn't have timed it any better, really, to do, go from Black Swan to Suspiria. You'd say thematically similar in a lot of ways, yeah. right? I think after this, we'll know what's the perfect pairing. Black Swan and the Machinist, or um, this and Black Suspiria. Swan. Yeah, we'll see. What, what you what, like? Which one you're going to have? Like a double course? 
Yeah. Uh, Blatt's, Blatt's one for starters, and I think Suspiria is like two and a half hours long, so that could be a big old main course. But yeah, that Suspiria is probably like the, one of the only major releases from last year that I missed that I kind of felt a little bit gutted about. Um, yeah. Th- there's I just, I, something else as well that I remembered that everyone else was talking about that I've not seen. Um, I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> Again. <clears throat> Somewhere else. Yeah. I forgot. You're, you've forgotten about it forever yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's on the, on the agenda. And new series of True Detective is out this week as well, so I'm going to have to give that a watch as well. Yes. Um, what made me think of that? I like the high-pitched voice there. It's good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, next week's Suspiria then. This show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Uh, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating and review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being a right ballerina. Right ballerina. Cheers, Luke, for being a right dirty ballerina <laughs> 69ing. <laughs> Back popping. That, but it's not all this film's about, right? That's all uh, everyone talks about. Whenever you say Black Swan, people go, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh the bloody, les- bloody lesbians and that. And you go, <laughs> That's what Cass said when I went for dance. She was like, oh, exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watching that, are you? Watching that, are you? <laughs> But will you wait till minute 69? Yeah, everyone knows minute 69. Okay, cool. Alright, dude. I'll talk to you in a bit. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.